0: Let me tell you what has always impressed me about this song Besides the fact that the beat is just fire And Ross' voice on the track just flows And T-Pain is just the cherry on that Sunday I love that in the chorus, Rick Ross uses thus. How many people utilize the word thus in their regular everyday language? You know, we're used to slang in hip-hop and, you know, not proper enunciation and connection. I just love that he was so proper and formal.
1: Useful for that one. (laughs) But uh, shout out to T.I., you know, he's another individual when Facts. he speaks. You know, he's trying to use, you know, certain <laughs> vernacular and loquacious. Like
0: a, loquacious. That's what I was going to say. Yeah.
1: <laughs> What's the name of his podcast again?
0: Expeditiously. Expeditiously. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, so T-I I like it. I like definitely it. Definitely kick those uh, and, SAT words.
1: <laughs> and you know what, though? That word, thus, Rick Ross, that's part of his brand. I mean, his music is luxury.
0: It really is. It's luxury.
1: It got you feeling rich every time. So why not use the word thus?
0: And I agree with you. And I say that exactly. Rick Ross just breathes opulence on a track. Like the tracks are lush. They just feel like you want to go yachting for the afternoon. And this is the music that is wafting out over the speakers as you take in the sun and look out as the waves go by. Your ship's steward brings you a glass of champagne or your beverage of choice with some fresh fruit. And you just enjoy and have a really. There you go. Like lit afternoon doing nothing. Absolutely. Just sleeping in. Catching the Ocean Waves. Shout out to Rosé. Shout out to Rosé. It's funny. I think, what was it? Cat Williams that had his first single... As um, the special when he came out, what what is the name of Rick Ross's? Friend? How am I forgetting this? This was his first this, album. His first single, yeah, the very hustling, hustling exactly. I think it was Cat Williams that he had that like he kept coming out to it over and over again for one of his specials, and he talked about how that song just motivated you and made you want to do stuff. Rick Ross is a visual storyteller te- story with his lyrics; like you really can picture just. All of these things. So it's great. Shout out to Officer Ricky. We love him. And for all real. of his wing stops. For real though. For real you know, though. you gonna yeah. do him like that. I mean, I love Rick Ross though. <laughs> Shout out to him. He can't he can't have a regular job. I mean,
1: people diss him for having a regular job.
0: I, I, listen, I'm saying it to be funny, but there is no shame in having a regular job. And everybody has aspirations and According to, like, that Tubi movie last night, that woman was a probation officer and was jacking her ex-inmate up, so... All types of things can happen. There's criminals in every element of society if that is what you are using as the determining. Not you personally, Andy. I'm just saying in general. The determining (laughs) factor as to whether or not uh, someone is legit or criminal enough to match up with their lyrics. You know, we never question if an R&B singer is actually a good lover when they sing about that type of stuff or everything. They just let them live.
1: Yo, Jill? Yeah. That's a discussion right there. To be had, made a video needs to be created. I'm just saying, is cray songs really? Well, that's for the ladies. I mean, you know, again, but you understand what (laughs) I'm saying, right?
0: There's never a conversation, you know, Trace says, for example, I bet the neighbors know my name. Do they? Do they? They (laughs) might. But nobody's asking. No one's really having that kind of conversation about R&B singers and making them commit to it like Mm. they are with hip hop. Mm. Man, you are not really what you said. You are not really talented because you didn't shoot 27 people before the. Age of thirteen, you know. I mean, I and again, I understand where hip hop started from, but we've evolved. The art form is fifty years old. We have to grow up with it. Recognize that there are different genres, and you know, you don't get mad that Damson Idris doesn't necessarily know how to shoot a gun the way that Franklin Saint does. You guys may give him heat about his accent from time to time, yeah. but do you know what I'm saying? I think that we have to accept rap and hip hop as an entertainment art form at this point, too, and know that everybody doesn't have to come in under the keep it way to real box because we see the results of that.
1: But considering how hip hop was birthed and how it started... I mean, you could say that it came from a place of authenticity though, right?
0: It did, but it also came from a place of braggadocious and you know you right. the the that whole aspect of it I got a color TV on my wall where the Knicks play basketball. You know, I can't remember the exact words to Rapper's <laughs> Delight. And it was 14 minutes or something like right. that. But you get the point. Big Bang Hank. Dude worked at a pizza joint. Right. So we've been fraudulent from the very beginning. Okay. Right? Okay. Casanova's lyrics. So okay. there has always been an element of tall tales in the mix. You know? There has always been from the first Platinum single from the first number one single in hip-hop and rap was written by somebody else. It was somebody else's words. So... You know, again, I understand authenticity. I understand why we wanted to be real and we respect those that really did what they say that they were, you know, were doing and things of that nature. But we've been entertained by some fraudulent ones, too. And we just kind of take that. We got to take it on the chin sometimes.
1: I've never I've never been the individual to want to like, you know, put that accountability on that person because, oh, you got to be authentic to me, you know music or whatever it's always been an art form so even if like you didn't live that but you know somebody told you a story and you decided to share that story because you know you just have the the gift of gab you have you know the gift to put words together and explain something that's cool with me just because you didn't live that like i'm not i'm not gonna you know take points off of you but at the same time if you are an individual who did go through whatever it is that you went through and you're sharing that you know you do get a little bit more brownie points but i don't knock somebody who didn't Experience that, but you know, I could be like my home, my homie did something.
0: Exactly. So is that not is that not real? It's very because I didn't do it. And also, I mean, let's be real too. Like, do we want everybody to be hardcore criminals and and come on the mic? That's That's what it seems like. That's what it seems like. It's like it's what we say, but look at. Look at where, how many deaths we have had of young rappers and hip hop. Look Mm -hmm. how many violent altercations we've had. Like, it's a much more, and again, part of that could be attributed to we know a lot more now. Mm -hmm. But it's much more violent than it was 20, 30 years ago. And we've had something, I mean... I I said this before, but I never thought we would surpass the moment with Biggie and Pac and the lives lost behind that. And we have shot past that mark tenfold, it feels like, and just sort of what's happening as far as what is considered okay in hip-hop. I think that, you know, as much as we love Pac, as much as we love Biggie, we would have rather them been here than to be caught up in some keeping it real stuff. For sure, for sure. So, you know, I don't mind, and I always make the example of Cardi B because, you know, people give her a hard time, and we know she doesn't write everything. I'm not going to get into how much she does or doesn't write. We know that her pen is not Fully fledged, but she delivers it like it is, and it's entertaining, and I like it.
1: I'm playing devil devil's advocate right here, uh, because trust me, when I first heard, I was like, "Man, Cardi must have had hella help." (laughs) But why why do we come to that conclusion, though?
0: You know what I'm saying? I think think we come to the that conclusion because if you look, I read album credits. I think some people do, and if there's a lot of writers on a track there's a lot of writers on the track and i'm not just talking about the ones that are added in and get paid for samples and interlopes we know that that breakdown is because monetarily people felt like oh you are taking this song and we should get to our just due so people are trying to be fair with all of that but if there are like you know five to seven writers on a song then i'm gonna have to think that five to seven writers all contributed in some capacity like maybe cardi came up with the premise or the idea or maybe she right. had a first verse and needed help with the bridge and the mm-hmm, hook or mm-hmm. something like that i'm not going to ding her for it but i just know <laughs> more <laughs> Keep like G. than Keep not G. and i feel like she's even alluded to something about that she's addressed but not addressed like you know I I can't remember exactly what the statement is. I'm going to have to go back and look it up. But I feel like she gave a Puffy-esque response to something at one point. Uh, You know, maybe not in the same way. I think I know what you're talking about. But, you know, because Puff was like, don't worry if I write rhymes, I I write write checks. checks. And I thought that was one of the illest lines I had ever heard. Because there is so much truth in that. Absolutely. And no matter what you think about his pen game or his bars, Puffy got hits. Absolutely. And Puffy is still around. Thirty years later, yep, and we'll save the how we got there or what some people think. I'm just gonna say hard work, blood, sweat, and tears.
1: But you didn't, you didn't, you didn't go through uh, Cardi B's credit though, did you? you
0: like extensively?
1: Yeah, you didn't open up the booklet. And...
0: I looked at a couple of songs okay. I wanted to see, but like not every <laughs> single one. But no, 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 there's a couple of. Have you?
1: No, no, and, and that's why I came to the conclusion I was like Cardi has some help.
0: I mean, that's what I'm saying. I've looked at a couple of them and there were, you know, I think that if there are like five writers on a track, they're five writers on a track. Right. Right. And that doesn't take away from whether it is entertaining, whether we are enjoying the music. It just means that there was help. It's not a one person process.
1: I think it's more acceptable with R&B absolutely hip-hop you know considering the whole authenticity but why is thing that
0: why don't we expect and again i get the authenticity but why don't we expect these r&b stars or why didn't we you know to be these great lovers or to be these great romance men and i think to a degree people do and they look for that but they don't they know one that they're not necessarily writing all their music and they don't hold them accountable in the same way or they allow them the room to say they're growing into that in whatever capacity as far as their artistic you know stretch
1: because I think the focus is more so on the on the vocal ability as opposed to the artistry I think the artistry kind of comes second I think people want to know that you can sing can you sing if you can sing you can sing about whatever And, you know, people are going to gravitate toward you.
0: But you think about rap, they're like, nope, this needs to be your story. Absolutely. I don't want to hear you talk about anything that's not your story exactly.
1: I don't necessarily know where that comes from, but that's what it is.
0: Mm. Well, we'll see. When we come forward, we will, again, break down this Rick Ross story. I'm also going to give you some what to watch tips because, you know, it's Thursday, but it's my Friday. So I have to let you know what you need to check out this weekend. We'll get into the comments about Eva Marcel's appearance on Instagram. And we have a little discussion that kind of started last night that I want to dip off into. All that and more. You're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. You are locked in with Jill Monroe here on RSVP. Here on KBLA Talk 1580. You're locked into RSVP with Joe Monroe. Happy Thursday night. So we talked the other day about Arizona State offering a course on Taylor Swift. And it was for a psychology major. And this is another college course. But this time it's offered on the business life of Rick Ross. And I thought that this was so cool and such a great way to get students involved for their future so the georgia state college of law will offer this fall legal life of and basically what it is is their courses where students get a chance to experience the area of entertainment law and learn some practice ideas and concepts by studying the career contracts and legal transactions of an artist so this fall they will be focusing on Rick Ross. Prior to him, they had installments that went into the lives of Ludacris, Candy Burris, because we know Candy keep a bag. That's a businesswoman and a tourist and Steve Harvey. And we know Steve Harvey keeps the check. We know Steve keeps the job. He's always working. So the course was the brainchild of Morema Arivery. He is a professor and the director of the Entertainment, Sports, and Media Law Initiative at GSU College. And so he's a lover of rap music, naturally, and hip-hop culture. So he thought that it's not a better time in history to study the type of business ventures that rappers and hip-hop artists are entering in for aspiring law students that want to step into that area and we have more access to that type of information than we've ever had you know back in the day could you get the the details of a brand deal not necessarily you probably had to do a bit of work you had to know someone now you know there's so many outlets that put put out those numbers Even if some of them might be a little fudge, you still have an idea. You get an idea on sort of how deals are structured. We learn a lot more about the investments of celebrities and how much they're putting in, what their returns are. Like, I think some, and I'm sure somebody has somewhere, but Nas is someone I think is really important or interesting would be to follow his career and his business moves. As we know, Nas got really big into the venture capital gain and made a lot of money on things like like Ring, and um, I can't remember what else. I'm blanking out on that right now. But he has made a lot of money getting in on IPOs with companies, and then when they sell later and go public, making millions and millions of dollars. Nas is not only artistic, he's paid right <laughs> anyway so more on this Rick Ross course so the legal life of Rick Ross is going to focus on his turn from rapper to real estate investor and of course franchise owner he owns over a dozen wing stops he also owns checker foods and um his response to hearing that this is happening is i've always been a student of the game and i look forward to being able to teach the next generation how to keep hustling so um He also has Bel Air Champagne in his portfolio. He's tried to collaborate previously with Georgia State College of Law. In 2017, he had some a misdemeanor kidnapping charge and assault charges, which allegedly stemmed from holding a groundskeeper at his place, which is 235 acres, 109 bedrooms, etc. The incident occurred in 2015. And so he wanted to talk to the students, the law students. And he said, maybe, you know, you guys can help, um, help me out. I can bring you on to my case. And they would have gotten real world real world experience let me slow down it's getting a little late you know it's the after hours um and so he said that he was going to bring them copies of his case to look over but he ended up pleading no contest he took a plea deal and the charges were reduced and he was sentenced to five years of probation so kudos to that course i'm curious to see kind of what they find how that rolls out um i wonder does rick ross still have that whose house was that was it Evander Holyfield's house that he bought I think 50 bought Mike Tyson's old place in Connecticut and I believe Rick Ross bought Evander's old spot in Georgia so huge I mean uh, you know I know that um well, no, that was 50. Never mind. I was going to talk about building a studio out. But 50 doing that in Houston, allegedly where he lives now. So I wonder if Ross has any. We know he grows cattle on it and he sells his beef and things of that nature. But I wonder if ultimately he has some type of plans to turn it into like, you know, how Elvis has Graceland and Dolly Parton has Dollywood. I wonder if he plans on doing something like that with his property out there.
1: Well, didn't he... Uh, uh Utilized, well, not utilized, but didn't he like? He basically gave his house open for uh coming to America, right? He did,
0: yeah, I think they shot some of this um footage. <coughs> excuse me. There, he, <coughs> excuse me, he also recently had a car show because when he and Envy were kind of beefing, he had a car show on his property and things like that. So, uh, he's definitely utilizing it and making it stretch. So, it'll be interesting to see what comes of that. Uh, as far as Rick Ross's portfolio and where he's at in the next five to 10 years. All right. Speaking of money matters. Now, last night there was a lot of chatter in YouTube when we were discussing Halle Berry and her divorce settlement. You know, she has to pay, I think it's eight to $10,000 a month in child support, all of the educational fees, medical expenses, and she has to pay four point three percent of any earnings that she earns over two million dollars in a year to her ex well today comes the news that britney spears is paying ten thousand dollars a month for her soon-to-be ex-husband's new luxury apartment he is said to be living in an apartment comp well, a luxury apartment complex that's like forty stores high that borders on Beverly Hills and Century City, a really popular building. And the rent in there goes anywhere from ten thousand to sixty five thousand dollars a month. And there's like two hundred and eighty three units, right? And so He has come out and denied the rumors that he was contesting the prenup and that he was threatening to release information on Britney. He said that, you know, they, um, he will always basically love her and that six years of love and commitment, you know, it just things are growing in different directions, but he has no plans on being nasty or trying to fight this. I bet if she wasn't paying his rent... He might consider it. So I don't know. We won't know if that's for sure. But as we are seeing more and more men demand to be provided for, we, of course, saw Ken do with Mary and their divorce and all of that money put out, Sherry Shepard and her divorce, more women, more women. And we talked about this last night briefly about high-value men and what's happening. Is it worth it for famous women to get married to men that are not in the same financial stratosphere as they are. Cause they're taking the hits. I know we talk a lot about men and what happens with them, but if men are supposed to lead in these type of things and they say it's not beneficial for them, is it still beneficial for famous women to take that leap of faith in love? Because it seems like they always end out. Payout, 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 payout. And, you know, it's a little different circumstances. They kind of weren't really working when they stepped into the situation when it comes to most of these women. I mean, granted, Britney's dude is on the Paramount Plus series, Special Lion Ops. But, you know, I don't know. I think women have to start reconsidering their options too if they want to protect their investments just like men. If if we're trying to say that they're all equal, you know, they got to get a prenup too. But I think women naturally want to make their men feel like they're in the position of a leader. So it's a harder conversation when you're going that way. And I also think that it can at times make the women feel like they are emasculating their mate when they, you know, try and penny pinch or put the purse strings on. I think it can be a complicated thing when we're looking at traditional gender roles. Andy, You are holding your head. I feel like you have something hot and spicy to say. I feel like
1: I'm a little bit all over the place. Um, All I can say, I can only speak for myself. I would have no problem with my partner uh making the bread at the same time yeah i would i would like for her to allow me uh, uh to be the man but see i'm also man enough to be like baby i ain't got no bread can you hold it down for me you know what I'm
0: saying? <laughs> can you get me for the, you know we got for right now we'll work this you balance know,
1: out I, I will throw away the trash i'll wash the dishes you know what i'm saying Till i get back up back up on my feet and then you know you know what i'm saying if you got bread you know i'll pay for the meal let Once me I ask you, Andy, feet?
0: do you believe in traditional gender roles and things like that? Do, like, do you is that like all things considered, if you could pick and set it up, would you want it to be I make more than my mate? They can work and take care of some things. But, the, you know, from the head down and it starts with me.
1: I'm not going to diss traditional roles. Um, I see it as we both should be able to do everything. So the man should be able to cook and clean. Absolutely. The lady should be able to bring the bacon home, right?
0: I mean, I think so so because here's the reality. Who wants to send their male child out into the world and they don't know how to whip up dinner? (laughs) <laughs> you know what i mean they don't know how to clean their bathroom properly absolutely that's why you so. see these stories on social media these women talk about they go over and some of the to you know the little guy's house and some mm-hmm. of the things that they encounter in their bathrooms i'm like what is really happening absolutely. did do- they miss those educational lessons at all learn learn to do your laundry too
1: i mean it's not absolutely
0: hard. Do you want somebody else touching your drawers just randomly? Probably not. When we come forward, we'll have more trending topics and headlines. We'll get into what is going on with Eva Marcel and the commentary about that and how there seems to be, once again, more attacks on women and their looks in the media. Is it fair? Do we need to remember Chadwick Boseman? We'll get into that and more. You are locked into RSVP with Joe Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. What I will tell you about Rodney Ojo and Joe Cooley and about late 80s West Coast rap in general, early 90s too probably, there are a lot of references to crack pipes in the music and about people hitting the rock and strawberries. I know it was the time, I know we were giving reality rap at that time, we were rapping about what we saw in our neighborhoods and real things that were happening. It's just so crazy to see how we've evolved over time. You know, back then, most of the rappers were the dealers. They weren't using the stuff. And they were advocating for people not to get involved in it. You know, don't get high off your own supply and so forth. Now, you know, we got syrup anthems and what have you. You know, it's a different approach. It's a different mindset. I'm just saying. It's just something that randomly sticks out to me like, you know, Went from the dealer to the user, but it's neither here nor there. Um, Shout out to that West Coast old school reference. Now, before we get into what's going on with Eva and Marcel, because we're so close to the weekend, you know, on Thursdays, I have to let you know what to watch, what to check out this weekend in case you're at home. And you don't have anything to do or you feel like you want to get into some new programming. I am here to help you and make sure that you know what's out there for you. So that uh, you can touch on the different aspects of things without having to look too far. So first up on Hulu there is vac- Vacation Friends 2. Now, the original one is stars Little Rel Howry, Yvonne Orgy, John Cena, and Meredith Hanger. And what it was was Little Rel and Yvonne were engaged. They met this couple while they were on vacation and they get into all types of hijinks. And, um, you know, it was really funny. And they ended up becoming best friends. Well, the sequel takes place a couple of months later. And they're again taking another trip. This time Marcus, that's Lil Rel's character, and Emily, that's Yvonne's character, are married and they're inviting their besties on this trip to the Caribbean but it's really a business trip for Marcus and of course when you have friends that are a little bit left of center wild crazy things can happen so if you saw the first one and you laughed you definitely should check out the second part two it's more laughs coming in for you the sequel also features Steve Busameny Am I saying that right? He's the guy that was on Boardwalk Empire. I can't forget. Remember who else? But anyway, he's funny in this. And Jamie Hector, you know, we know him from The Wire. Jaime. I don't know why I said Jamie. Reading too fast. Anyway, it's on Hulu. Check it out. Get locked in. It's pretty entertaining. On BET Plus, we have the return of Zatima. I know you guys are locked in with the sisters cast and so forth. So this is an offshoot of that you know you can check out all of the ins and outs of that relationship it's zach who is played by deval ellis and fatima who's crystal renee haslett's character they navigate the ups and downs of their relationship so a new season is launching on bet plus tomorrow and you know in this season the pair confront their personal shortcomings Prepare to be left on the edge of your seats waiting for all the outcomes of everything that's going on. There's also a new series that's about to hit BET Plus, and it stars Jasmine Brown. She's a comedian. Watch Jazzy. You've probably seen some of her stuff across Instagram. She's dating former NFL quarterback Cam Newton. She has an alter ego that she calls... Turned up Tanya, I think it was. Jazzy used to be a bottle girl in Florida and she stepped into the comedies realm and now she has her first series and it is created from Tyler Perry Studios. It's a dramedy and it basically follows Jazzy. That's her character's name as well. A young Caribbean woman who's still living at home with her parents who refuses to settle as she stacks her money and builds her own life. She meets a man named Wayne and he seems to check all the boxes and is everything that Jazzy's parents warned her against. So after Jazzy learns that Wayne is engaged to another woman, she now has to decide what she's going to do. Is sharing a man settling if you found the love of your life? Sort of interesting, some of the topics and themes that are being raised in this series. I wonder what it's based off of because some of it sounds related to some of the rumors. Again, rumors being the key word here about some things that kind of went on with Cam Newton when he and Jazzy initially got together. We don't know if it's true or not. I'm just saying it sounds Similar to such. But check that out. It launches tomorrow. Jazzy's really funny and talented. So make sure you lock into that if you have BET+. On the OWN Network, you know, that's Oprah Winfrey's network, there is a new docuseries, a five-part docuseries. It started last Friday, August 18th. Episode 2 is tomorrow on Essence Magazine. It's a celebration of the trailblazing magazine, which recently turned 50. A lot of things turned 50. A lot was popping back in 72, 73. What was that? Yeah, 72, 73, hip-hop, Essence. Soul Train moved to L.A. Motown, too. So these last 50 years have been a lot for the culture. You know, we love to see it. So it is uh, the name of the series is um, Time of Essence. Right. It's 9 p.m. on Fridays on Essence. As I said, episode two airs tomorrow night. Uh, It's the trailblazing magazine that has reached a global community of over 20 million. Of course, Essence was the style guide, the society pages for a lot of young black women over the years. So Oprah joins a group of thought leaders, celebrity influencers, etc. to discuss the groundbreaking magazine, to discuss some of the behind the scenes things. Things that you didn't know happened. Meet some of the people that put it together. They also discussed the transition when the magazine went from black-owned to corporate-owned and now back into black-owned. And the type of strains that that caused on the business. It's really interesting stories to connect with. It features commentary not only from Oprah, but also Halle Berry, Whoopi Goldberg, Cheryl Lee Ralph, Regina Hall, Tay Diggs. <coughs> Excuse me. Taraji, Gabrielle Union Wade, Beverly Johnson, Ananza Sims, who's Beverly's daughter, Vanessa Williams. As you can see, like the list just goes on and on and on and on. So really great series to check out lots of informative information and just celebrating us. And if you've ever wanted to, you know be featured on your own cover of essence go to own.tv slash essence cover and you can put yourself on your own little essence cover and add that to your social media thing so make sure you check that out there is also unfinished business it is From Sierra and Russell Wilson, it's the rise of the WNBA that's available on Netflix. Of course, episode four of Winning Time is coming up on HBO this weekend. I'm always going to talk about that. And we have some special guests coming next week that are on the creative side of that show. So that's exciting for me. And let's see what else. I feel like I'm missing something else. But that's a good list right there. That'll get you started, get you ready to go. Um, for the weekend and check out all of these new things when we come forward we will talk about Eva Marcel and what she did to combat negativity in her Instagram comments we'll get into you know talking about celebrities physical appearance is that the way to go in 2023 we'll get into all of that and more you're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580 You are locked in with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. We are down to the final few minutes of RSVP with Jill Monroe VIPs and I gotta go rapid fire on a couple of topics because there are a couple of stories we just didn't get to either tonight or this week but I wanted to make you aware of them and maybe we'll have time to get more in the weeds on them next week but at least want to keep you updated. Now I mentioned earlier that Jamie Foxx is going to be playing God and I don't mean playing God in the sense of you know exhibiting his heavenly will over different situations and so forth i mean he's literally going to be playing god in a comedy called not another church movie and he'll be playing opposite mickey rourke who is an actor who's been around for forever. My favorite Mickey Rourke role is this film called Nine and a Half Weeks that came out in the late 80s with Kim Basinger. It's like a sexy thriller. Um, But anyway, he was really attractive to a lot of women back in the day, but then he got bad plastic surgery, and now he looks interesting. Well, he'll be playing the devil. So he and Jamie will be playing opposite each other in this. The film also stars Vivica A. Fox, Tisha Campbell, Jasmine Guy, Kyla Pratt, and Lamora Ella uh, Lamora Morris, it'll be out sometime in fourth quarter. It was shot before the SAG after strike. So look out for that. I mean, Jamie's busy. His medical situation didn't stop anything. You know, maybe that's why he had to slow down. Also, uh, Nikki Minaj, she has been the victim of swatting over the past few months. The individual responsible, she caught up with them and she is taking legal action against them she revealed that on her instagram also revealed the woman's name which we won't do but you could go to her social media if you want to check it out and she said to god be the glory she is you know Making sure that this person is punished because swatting is dangerous, especially if you think about as a black family having police come thinking that it is a life or death situation ready to draw the guns. You never know what can happen in that circumstance. And so we are thankful that everything was okay with that and that the person, you know, might be facing justice for what they did. Uh, we're going to get into this story next week, but I just wanted to mention that you remember pink sauce. It was a sauce that a young woman was advertising on TikTok. She went viral. Her name was Veronica Shaw, AKA chef pie. Well, seems like now she is claiming that even though her sauce took out, took off and ended up in Walmart and several other places, she says she's never received any royalties from that. And now she is broke, broke like, unable to provide for herself and her children. She has a GoFundMe that she started um, to try and get back on her feet and get things together. We'll get more into what she says happened next week. So make sure you're locked in for that. But something happened and she's not getting her proceeds. We have to find a way as people when we are, you know, innovating and trying to put ourselves on the path for business to make sure that we have outlets to tap into to understand the contracts we're signing, the deals that we get into that don't cost us a lot of money and don't necessarily require us to have all of the knowledge when we're just entering into a business and entrepreneurial space. So good luck to her with that. Also wanted to let you know that R. Kelly's Music Royalties from UMG are now being garnished. He had over 500,000 in royalties that were being held by UMG, and a judge has ruled that the royalties must be released to his victims in order to pay restitution and criminal fees. UMG isn't the only company that has royalty money tied up regarding he and his music. There is also allegedly another think 1.5 million out there in royalties that they are looking to get allocated to victims and for restitution. We'll see if that happens. Now I mentioned that Eva Marcel is going through some comments on social media. She posted some pictures recently and it looks as if she may have lost some weight and people were commenting telling her to eat a burger and all of these type of things. And it's really kind of crazy when we think about what happened with Chadwick Bozeman a couple of years ago. And, you know, some of the other stories that we've gone through. Eva ended up turning off her comments. And she liked a comment left by someone that said the exact same thing. Have we learned nothing from Chadwick? But Eva's also a model. So her visual imagery is something that people were attracted to her for. Of course, she came to prominence in 2004 on America's Next Top Model. We know that she was on the Real Housewives of Atlanta for quite some time, and currently she is going through a divorce situation, so we hope everything is okay with her. But when you are involved in a superficial career, Is it not fair because you're human and you should be treated as such, but is it rational or reasonable to think that your physical appearance isn't going to be the first thing that people comment on when that is the reason why they are acquainted with you to begin with, you know? It's an interesting question. There's been a lot of commentary about looks this week. Uh, Really quickly, Funky Dynema, You know, he is on the TGIF show on Fox Soul. He had a lot to say about Chloe Bailey and Halle Berry today. Not Halle Berry. Halle Bailey. As far as, you know chloe defending her sister there are some rumors about her current medical condition right now again a lot of speculation not really fair no proof to it but people are you know making photo identification we've talked about those twitter and internet detectives they go in but for whatever reason chloe seems to disturb funky spirit and he really went in on her and i just wonder sometimes you know he's an older man i believe i think he's 40 hallie and chloe are in their young 20s And obviously his job is to comment and so i cannot tell someone else how to put together their show what to comment on and so forth but do you think sometimes we need to give each other a break you know like even if you are unhappy with how she is handling situations or how she's defending her sister or the music she puts out or how she's presenting herself do we have to hit below the belt do we have to call names like Do we have to do all of that? Is it necessary? She's not your relative. Is it going to hit harder? I don't know. I just think that it is an interesting turn that we are seeing as far as that is happening. Um, The chat still bubbling. Urban Spinster mentioned that Tracy Morgan has a new special on Max hitting this weekend. She also mentioned that in the Time of Essence special that is on OWN about Essence magazine, it was revealed that Essence... The original concept was the brainchild of all men so you know check out that special because there's a lot of little tidbits and behind the scenes information that you get there that might change your opinion and perspective on you know what you think essence is about and how you think that it came to be and what was going on behind the scenes so um you know again our job is to comment and to, you know, relay information and to give an opinion. But I think that especially now when social media, and we've talked a lot about social media, but social media is literally shaping everything. Think about 10 to 12 years ago. You didn't see someone's Twitter handle or their MySpace page in the credits when their name was. But now that's everywhere. It is an active selling point as to how you market yourself no matter what industry you're in no matter what you do how many real estate agents do you see with social media pages how many hairstylists do you see so i mean it's an important tool but it also as we've discussed allows everyone to feel as though their voice maybe at times is more important than it really is or that their commentary is more necessary than it should be so what i would ask to do for the weekend is maybe you know be a little bit kinder everybody has their comments everybody has an opinion but is it necessary do we need to know that i don't know but um listen thanks for being locked in for rsvp with jill monroe we are having so much fun bringing you this show every week it's been two months i am enjoying it i'm enjoying your feedback i see the community growing and i just want to let you know that i appreciate it so 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 very much remember thursday is my friday so tomorrow you will be checking out the best of rsvp with joe monroe and when we come forward tonight you will be checking out the very best of kbla talk 1580 so as always thank you for rocking with us i hope you have an amazing weekend an amazing night take care of your people people i'll see you next week